I'm in your funnel building. Oh yeah. CCF. Yeah. Very cool. It's it's very, are you digging it? Yeah, I do. I love the, I mean, I guess it's just getting started. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. The group's great. Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, a business mindset coach and brand strategist, and I help online experts like you stop self-sabotaging their success and unapologetically build a badass personal brand that makes marketing and sales easy. It's my mission to show you how to become who you were created to be so you can share your talents with the world, make a difference, and create the income and impact you desire. So if you're ready to end your battle with self-sabotage, regain your kick-ass confidence, and create a business and life of your dreams, listen up as I hit the BS button on the notion that hustle and hard work are all it takes to be successful, and mix the woo with the strategy to help you create the mindset, messaging, and visibility you need to attract the clients and cash that you want, while unapologetically building a powerful brand from the inside out. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I am here today with a super special guest, the freaking amazing Jill Stanton. (laughs) (laughs) Jill is the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, where she, her and her husband, Josh, help unsatisfied employees quit their jobs, start online businesses, and live lives of meaning and purpose. Jill, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me here. Oh, you're welcome. So excited for you to be here. Yes, that's <laughs> maybe we'll put that on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just figured out like the other day. Um, I've not made my way into reels yet. I mean, I have intentions to, but I'm also like, Meh. that's kind of how I was too. And then like Saturday morning, I had like a free, free few minutes, and I was like, well, let's yeah. check this out. And uh, it's actually. <laughs> pretty hilarious i'm like here i am on a saturday morning pointing trying to figure out reels not knowing what the hell i'm doing you know (laughs) where am i pointing what's happening here (laughs) and how do i get the words in the right place yeah Yeah, Yeah, i'm a newbie how i feel like that yeah (laughs) so josh uh josh jill tell us more about you (laughs) josh jill hey uh, hey i'm josh (laughs) yeah Um, where should I start? Like, do you want like how, oh. how pretty much like the screw came to be or? Yeah. Just tell me, tell me things. Tell me things about you. Yeah. I was having a couple of drinks on the patio before our wedding and in Costa Rica. And we were talking about documenting our journey. We were just about to move to Thailand at the time, Josh and I, this is like 2012. We had an affiliate marketing business and it was starting to generate money. We were no longer, like I was no longer in my service business and you know, people were just asking us like, how are you guys making money? Like what's going on? Mm. You don't even seem like you work yet. Like, <laughs> like insert laughing emoji. Right. Because <laughs> I was like, I work so much. <laughs> um, and so they were like, what's happening? Are you drug dealers? Like how are you making this cash? You're traveling a lot. And so we were about to move to Thailand because there was a big digital nomad community there. And we were talking about documenting our journey so we could stop answering the same questions. And thanks to Costa Rican rum, the Costa Rican balcony, and some good Bob Marley, I was like, Josh was like, what should we call it? I was like, screw the nine to five. (laughs) Yes. Amen. And both of us were like, I wonder if that's available. And so 
we got it and we kind of sat on it honestly because before that we had never had a personal brand all of our affiliate sites were done under pen names my face was on it but like not as like hey i'm jill um Mm -hmm. And so we didn't really know what to do. And so we sat on it for a few months being like, what do we do with this thing? <laughs> it's got a great name, but now what? And 2013 essentially looked like us falling on our face a whole lot and <laughs> throwing stuff at the walls, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't. Most things didn't. Uh, we launched our <laughs> first product. It sold actually zero. Like people are like, yeah, right. It didn't sell zero. I'm like, it sold zero friends, nothing. Not just that. Um, it took us three months of time to build and we invested $5,000 creating it. This is like before the days of a, of Thinkific, I think, because we were like, yes, $5,000. That sounds smart to spend when we are not making any money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I ugly cried for a day straight, no joke. And I day drank a lot. And, but it was the most pivotal moment for us because we learned what not to do. Yeah. And we started asking our audience, like, what do you guys want? Okay. So clearly it's not this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would you like? And they wanted to know about affiliate marketing. And so we started teaching what we knew. We did a hard left turn and January 1st, essentially 2014, we started teaching what we knew. And that was affiliate marketing at the time. And from there, everything started to roll for us. We started making money. We opened up our free group in 2015. That soared. That really got us on the map. Then in 2016, we had like a breakthrough year. Then we saw saw self-sabotage the shit out of ourselves <laughs> and kind of went into a bit of a dip. And then um, 2018 found our way back into, you know, just having a business that felt aligned to us. We shut down everything that was no longer serving us to hit the reset button in 2019, made all of our 2018 revenue in the space of nine weeks. And we've been moving ever since. Yeah. And you had a membership that you just like, mm-hmm. were like, yep. I uh, love you all, but <laughs> I mean, we gave them three and a half months heads up. We told them to their face, but yeah, that was a bout of clarity that came after having our son. Turns out having tiny humans will cause you to readjust your priorities, which we weren't expecting. And <laughs> to that, yep, I have three of them. They're, they're not so tiny anymore, but yeah, I have three of them. So I, I get it. Fair. Yeah. And it throws through a loop, man. Like we had had that community for three and a half years. It was doing over $300,000 and it just, it no longer aligned with our values and who we wanted to be and how we wanted to run our business. And so it was scary as hell to close that and be like, you know what? See ya. Yeah. (laughs) Multiple six figures. Uh, We're good now. And to start (laughs) 2019 with no offers, no way of, I mean, we had we were seasoned affiliate marketers and we spent all of 2019 promoting other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was like the perfect year. I realized how much that year had to happen in order for us to work on our inner game, figure out our next moves, determine what matters to us, who we wanted to be, how we wanted to show up, you know, the kind of business we wanted to run. And I'm just so grateful that we had the courage to do it. Yeah not a lot of people have the courage to do it. And I think that's why they'll Mm. stop being an entrepreneur. So like, this isn't working, this isn't working, it's not working. And then they're like, just forget it. And And when we, sorry, Uh, I was just going to say, when we made that announcement, so many people came out of the woodwork being like, oh my God, I didn't know that you could stop things. Yeah. Of course you can, you can change your own damn mind. It's your business. Mm. Good news is 
you're the boss. (laughs) (laughs) If you were not showing up, like we were just, honestly, I don't even think we were showing up that great towards the end of it because Mm -hmm. we were so out of alignment with it. It felt like I was just so feisty towards the end. Mm -hmm. You know, I would just be like, are we still talking about this? Like I was the worst. <laughs> I so needed to get to just hit the reset button. So are you not getting um, this? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I we, get it. we were, we were doing people a disservice to keep operating in that mode. Yeah. So affiliate marketing, you were doing that, making money and was your membership uh, on the same thing? Was it about how to affiliate market? No, you would think that we would have done that, but no. <laughs> We, I don't think took any of our own advice and screw you was like, screw university, not screw you. Yeah. Um, Jeez, (laughs) that got, that turned real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it was kind of like a, you belong here to anyone and everyone. And it was a mix of affiliate marketers, e-com people, coaches, service providers, course creators, membership site owners, all, it was like a mosaic mm. of people. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. They were the most amazing humans and they were so kind and so supportive and they cheered us on when we made this move. And yes, there was absolutely, you know, I think we had three people who were the angry with us, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not gonna, yeah, they eventually calmed down two out of three. Um, the third wouldn't even talk to me. I saw her at an event and she was, I went to go say hello. And she was like, no, nah, like, I don't hate you. you. Oh <laughs> um, so whatever. And so, yeah, we just, we never had a focus with it. And because of that, hmm. people, I don't think people knew how to show up in it, but they were amazing. They were so supportive. They called themselves the scrambly. They threw us a baby shower. Like they're the best. Yeah. And so that's why we knew like in order to do these, do right by them, we need to close this down and be yeah. honest about it and just speak from the heart. Like if people are going to be mad, they're going to be mad. Yeah, exactly. Because like you said, it's your business, right? And, yeah. and if you're not showing up for them and you're not, you're just doing them a disservice by, to keep going, like you said. Yeah. And yeah. it would have ended up probably badly if you had just kept going. A hundred percent. Yeah. We would have just, people would have left. It would have, it would have crashed and burned eventually if we didn't like step in and close it down ourselves. Yeah. So you started this membership that really didn't have a purpose and I'm air quoting Mm -hmm. here because nobody can see me. Um, (laughs) So it was, you know, all these people came, but they came, right. They came in, Mm -hmm. even though they really didn't know, (laughs) like, why were they coming? Tell me why they were coming. Um, well, I think people are hungry for connection Mm. and they want to see, they want to feel seen, heard and and acknowledged. And one thing I will say, like, even if we didn't have a clear focus, like we tried, eventually we tried to get that in place. We, we developed a method called momentum marketing and it had the five stages of business, the grind, the engine, excuse me, the grind, the hustle, the engine, the traffic and the profit. Mm. And so we would help people self-identify where they were at and then give them specific training, but it was, it was like coaching and courses and community and all the things. And it was just too much for people. Yeah. 
and people would come in and be like, I don't like, where do I start? Or like, what do I do here? And when we went to shut it down, some people were like, you know, you know, what's funny is I've been in here since 2015 and I've never watched one of the courses. And I was like, what, <laughs> what have you been doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why have you been paying $70 a month if you're not? And they were like, well, we live in Dallas and every month we host game nights with people in the community. And I was like, Ding. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> people want connection. That's yeah. what it was. It, they want they a weren't tribe. for more, 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 more information. They wanted people who got them. Yeah. And that was a huge light bulb for us. And um, we actually have opened up another membership, but it, it's done in a different way. It's very specific who it's for. Um, the mission of it is very specific. Um, and one thing that Josh and I learned through this whole process is we're really great at community. Mm-hmm. And so we're all in on it, but in a different way. So we have boot camps now and um, an accelerator. And only if you go through those, one of those two things or both, can you come into the membership. So it's very clear who it's for. It's course creators or coaches. Mm. Um, and they're all on the same page. Everyone has gone through our course creators boot camp, or everyone or people have gone through our live launch accelerator. So everyone is running the same process. So they can jam with each other, help each other out. They know they speak the language. You know, they're all running the same strategy or similar strategy. And so it's it's really helped us refine how yeah. we cultivate a community for people. Yeah. And they're not searching for somebody who's like in their same niche. Like we said yes. before, there were like e-commerce people and coaches and yeah. Yeah. That's great. Totally. Awesome. So I have watched, you know, some of your journey. I think I found you, I found you through James about oh, nice. a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've watched you and your authenticity and your vulnerability are amazing. Thank you. And it's so a much. good, it's a really nice. Um, it's refreshing because there's so many people out there like, Oh, look at all this great stuff. Look at all this great stuff. Look how awesome I am. Look at all this great stuff. Nope. <laughs> Nobody's telling everybody like all the shit that they went through yeah. to get to all this nice stuff. Right. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a problem with that in the beginning too. Like I didn't want to talk about failures and you know, shit that I didn't like about myself or were were afraid of and all of these things like especially in the beginning you want people to be like oh she can get me results Mm -hmm. but what it really is is like yeah she can get me results because she's freaking been there you know Mm -hmm. um so I know today we're going to talk about three mindset shifts Mm -hmm. to that you need to have in order to make that six plus figures, you know, and to build that business. It's not even yeah. to have the six figures. It's to create the space, I think, to mm. um, accept that you can have a business that makes six figures. Mm. Yes. Yes. So Big time. let's, let's jam on that. What's your first yeah. mindset shift? Well, number one, I've, I've, I probably have more than three that'll just come out because this is my favorite thing to talk about. Me too. <laughs> but I think one of the things that, um, and I'm just going to base it around the things I had to go through as well. And number one for me is I had so much stuff in the way in regards to money. Mm. And one of my biggest shifts I've ever experienced was money as a tool. Yeah. And in pre-2019, I white knuckled money. 
Like I just hoard, I didn't want to, well, I loved spending it, but like when I would spend it, then I'd be like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it never felt like there was always more where that came from. Mm. I didn't operate from that place. And in 2019, I remember like, or excuse me, I should say pre 2019, all we had ever spent, like the most we had ever spent on advertising in like one fell swoop was like maybe 10 K maybe. Right. And we'd be like, look at us killing the game. (laughs) Um, And in 2019 for James's launch, actually, we were like, what would it look like to play to win with this? Like if we were to go big and if we wanted to have a splashy launch, what would that look like? And it's like, how would we show up? We'd spend more and we'd realize that money is a tool. It is a neutral tool that, that you can use to make more of it. That's it. And a lot of people get in their heads around money because they operate from a place of like, um, what if I don't make it back? Or what if I lose it? Or what if I spend too much of it? Or what will it mean about me if I don't make a lot of it? And we have this like negative connotation or this negative, uh, interpretation and meaning about it, meaning something about us, but money, money isn't good or bad, hard to make or easy to make, um, you know, easy, hard, any of that it's neutral. And it's only your thoughts and the meaning you are giving to it that is making it feel easy or hard, abundant or scarce, you know? And once I made that shift, we had our biggest launch ever. We spend the most ever we spent $42,000 to make, um, I think it was like 296,000. And I was like, is this <laughs> what we've been missing? Right. <laughs> now that's the kind of return because you're looking for, right? Up to that point, we had only ever um, made max. Our highest was 112,000. Mm. And it was just this like quantum leap for us. Well, at least it felt that way. Not in just results in who we became. Yeah, And it all started with just detaching from the need for it. uh, It's just like, we released our vice grip on it. We didn't white knuckle it. And the minute we stopped focusing on the lack of it is when the abundance of it showed up for us Yeah, because we didn't make it mean anything about ourselves if we didn't kill the game with it. Right. We're like, here's one thing we, we know. Oh, for sure. We've never lost money. So if, if nothing else, we'll at least break even. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we just went all in and the minute we opened up or just stopped kinking the hose, really, you know what I mean? Like when there's water going through the hose and you kink it, it just stops the flow. Like that's Mm -hmm. what we were doing with money. We're Mm -hmm. always kinking the hose. And the minute we just like unkinked the hose, magic happened. And it it made me realize most people do that. Most people are kinking the hose and they're sitting there telling themselves it's not happening. Why isn't it not happening? I only got three people in, or, you know, I only made $5,000. Like I thought it'd be easier by now, or I thought it would go faster than this or anything like that. And one thing I always say to people is like, what happens if it is happening though? Mm-hmm. What happens if it's in the process of happening? You just can't see it because you're in it. But if you were to zoom out and see the entire journey, you'd be like, holy shit, <laughs> it is happening in a bigger, more exciting, more beautiful way than I could have ever imagined. And I'm just on one little path of it. Mm-hmm. But we sit there and we like, 
judge the whole process of it not being good enough or not being like instant enough or big enough or flashy enough or sexy enough or, you know, like we're looking for it to validate our worth. But one thing I always try to remind people who are under the six figure mark is sometimes the goals we have, like, say you want to make a million dollars, right? And you haven't even made a hundred thousand. Well, how do I want to say this? Like there are certain skills and operations and a certain energetic capacity you need to have in order to facilitate that level of intake or abundance or customers or members or whatever. Like if you were to have an instant flashy, huge success and you had never held space for like six people at a time, Mm. how are you ever, ever going to facilitate, you know, 200 people? Yeah. Customer support wise, operationally, energetically, and people don't realize that. Like sometimes you don't actually want a huge burst of people because they would have a lackluster experience with you. Yeah. And it would result in more refunds, chargebacks, just a negative experience, you know, just more negative feedback for you. And so sometimes realizing that if you get six people in, that's your current energetic and operational capacity level. So you know that, okay, cool. I'm at, I can hold space or I can facilitate or I can fulfill for six people right now. What does it look like for me to fulfill or hold space or, you know, um, facilitate 25 people? Yeah. Right. Cause that's four times the people you just, you know what I mean? So like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not about zero to a million in one fell swoop. Right. It's that's about like, upping your like- game. Yeah. It's like winning the lottery, right? That would be like yes. going from dirt broke to, you know, $56 billion. Like, <laughs> and how many of those lottery winners do we watch crash and burn? Oh Most yeah. Almost, almost because every they don't one of have... them. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, that important shift to make when you were like, yeah, I only got three people in, or I only made $5,000. Like I'm always telling people celebrate the fucking shit out of that. Yes. Like celebrate if you, that you got those three people in, that you made that $5,000, like the energy that you're putting out when you're being like, hell yes, I get to serve these three people with my fullest self. And heck yes, I get to, you know, do whatever I want with this $5,000 reinvested in my business, go have a vacation, <laughs> like whatever mm-hmm. it is that you want to do, celebrate the fact that you've got, you know, you have them. Yeah. How are you ever going to, open up space for more if you don't even appreciate the three. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It happens all the time in my audience. They're like, oh, well, I only have 50 people in my group. I'm like, so flip that. Alert. That's 50 people who (laughs) raised their hand. Yeah. (laughs) Flip the script. I have 50 freaking people in my group. Like just it, you can say the same exact thing and just say it with a different energy and it changes the whole game. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Awesome. So number one, oh, one question I did want to ask you about that is yeah. why do you think, or where did those beliefs for money come from for you? Um, 100% just from growing up with my parents who were mm-hmm. teachers, mm-hmm. right? And so I always learned money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. Hard work equals success. You know, rich people are greedy, all of that. Just like most of us grew up with that, yeah. right? Because yes. we came from parents who weren't, super conscious 
right? Like unless they were hippies, <laughs> right? And they were and, into and- that kind of stuff. Most people were not. And they came from times that were way harder and more scarcity driven. That's just the truth because they were raised by parents coming out of the depression. Yeah. And so that stuff got passed down. But now that we all have the awareness or we're stepping into the awareness or we are open to having the awareness, the awareness is the first domino. Yeah. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. And yes, friends, I did drop a Dr. Phil quote. Thank you very much. <laughs> but it's so true because if you do not have awareness around what you currently believe about money, there's no chance that you are going to open yourself up to make more of it because your subconscious will always find a way to sabotage. If you don't believe that you can have that level or you are worthy of that level or that, you know, it's bad to have money or it's greedy to have money or anything like that, you will find a way to get rid of it. You'll yeah. spend too much, you'll overinvest, you'll sabotage, whatever it is. Um, and so getting clear on what you currently believe about money is the only way to then, you know, have the awareness so that when those thoughts come up again and they will, they still mm-hmm. do for me, right? I'm just, yep. I've built my awareness yep. muscle. So the minute it comes up, I catch it mm-hmm. and then I cancel it. Like I'm a weirdo who will say cancel out loud, especially if I'm in a real bad thought loop. I'll just sit there by myself saying out loud, cancel, 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 cancel until I've interrupted the thought pattern. And then I can correct it with the thought I want to believe. Mm. So I think that, I mean, that's where it all starts, man. Big time, yeah. especially when it comes to money. Yeah, mine was... um people who have money were lucky. Oh, interesting. Like they didn't work for it. Yeah. Well, not that they didn't work for it, but everything just fell into place and they didn't really have to do much for it to happen. Like, mm. um, I and grew up aren't in a we very... all like, why is that a bad thing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's I grew... called the flow bitches. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in a, in an affluent town and most okay. of the kids that I went to high school with or at school with at all, um, you know, they all had a lot of money. They all had like the best designer clothes, the the bags, the shoes, the, this, everything. Right. Um, and we were not that. Mm. Um, and it just seemed like, you know, like every time I would go to a friend's house or whatever it was, it was like, oh, they're so lucky to have this house. Um, well, they're so lucky to have, you know, the design, the, the latest fashion and clothes or whatever it is. Um, and I, and going back to it was like, then that makes me unlucky. Oh, that's big awareness to have though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it took me a while to figure that out. And you're right. Like some, most, (laughs) most of my limiting beliefs still do pop up, uh, especially like during a launch or when the cart opens, you're like, (laughs) I hope I don't lose. I hope I don't lose everything and end up sleeping under a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that, and you know, that's not going to happen. Like that's just not going to happen. So yeah, that, that's my money story. I mean, there's definitely more to it, but yeah. And it's so funny because the lucky thing assumes (laughs) that those people didn't create something of value. Yeah. Because like, let's, let's be real. If you're self-made, like if you have not come from generational wealth where you got it handed down for you, to Mm. you, um, you had to create something of value. In order to make that kind of money, you had to provide an immense value or fix a problem or show up for people in a meaningful way. That stuff does not, that level of of abundance doesn't come to people who do nothing and sit on their ass or it doesn't come to people who complain or blame or justify, right? Like it just, it comes to people who are empowered and who create value in the world. That's the way you make money. 
and are confident. And I think also like, sorry, go ahead. No, we're just going to say, and are confident that are, you know, yeah. that they're putting themselves out there confidently enough to be like, Hey, I, I know I have value. Yeah. And don't and, make it mean anything if it doesn't go their way. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like, so obviously screw the nine to five attracts a lot of people in the beginning stages. And so many of them make it mean something negative or disempowering about themselves mm -hmm. if they don't get an experience or a result that they wanted. And I always say to them, like, because people are so freaking afraid of failing, right? Like it's like the worst. Mm -hmm. But failure is just the most insane data rich stream of info you could ever have, yeah. right? It is what teaches you, like, how are you ever going to learn how to get it right if you don't get it wrong? Exactly. Right? You just can't, it's just it's another thing to that's celebrate. That's not how the world works. Yeah. It's really, it really is another thing to celebrate. Yes. Uh, it's like, a, okay, we failed. Yes, we failed. Now, mm. now what are we going to do about it? You know, mm. or what could we, we change or what could we message differently or what could we position? What, what bonuses could we add in? Like how, where did things fall down? You yeah. know, like where did things not click? It's yeah. just, we had it's a promotion that that we were like, oh my God, it's going to kill it. And I mean, it didn't do poorly. It made like 200. It sounds so annoying for me to even say this, right? Like it still made $200,000, mm -hmm. but it didn't do what we thought it was going to do. Mm -hmm. And that was the best piece. Cause we're like, oh, we could have done this. We should have done this. This didn't fire. This didn't go right. We, you know, didn't do this. We missed this. Like it just, it allowed us to rip things apart and see what didn't happen correctly or what didn't, what could have been better. Yeah. So it's just, it's so powerful. And when you switch, when you take away the meaning of failure, it's just your whole world opens up. Yeah. You just like open yourself up to so much abundance and so yeah. much magic. All right. Number two, what is number two? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten to number two. We haven't even gotten to number two. <laughs> <laughs> This one's huge. Um, oh, I should have made it number one. Anyways, upgrading your circle, surrounding yourself with people who match your future, not your past. Yeah. This is such a biggie. How many of us have wanted to do big things or have started doing big things or are clocking some wins and our friends or family are like, oh, that's just Janessa. She, she works on the internet. I don't know what she does. It's crazy. Yeah. It's I don't know. She makes some money. I don't know. She just like, she, she's on Facebook a lot, you know, yeah. <laughs> they don't, they don't <laughs> get it. Yeah. No, my mom still says that to me. She's like, so I have no idea what you do and I totally don't get it, but I support you. Yeah. I mean, so, but at least she supports you. That, right. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Right. A lot of people who come into our world with screw the nine to five, whether it's their husbands or wives who are just like, they give them like ultimatums. Like if this doesn't make money in six months, you have to go get a job. You know what I mean? Like they put so much pressure on themselves or how many times have we ever had, um, while we're talking with our friends and we start talking about our work and their eyes just glaze over, right? Yeah, like they're, they're like, just what? like, Oh God, here we go. Um, and so surrounding yourself with people who match your future, people who get it, people who are empowered, people who do not want to complain, do not sit there and blame or justify why they don't have the things they want, the team they want, the results they want, the habits they want, the relationships they want, the connections they want, the launches they want, like none of that. People who do not justify why they do not have something they want, they take responsibility and they go out and make it happen. Those are the people 
you need to surround yourself with because they will inspire you to level up your game in a whole other way. Whereas people who are nine to fivers or stuck in their same old mentality, they're in a fixed mindset or they watch the news a lot and thinks that's like the be all end all of how (laughs) things are, you know, quote unquote, they do not match your future. They match your past. And as entrepreneurs, we constantly have to be upgrading our circle so that we can be around people who inspire us to take bigger action, who inspire us to get outside of our comfort zone, because your comfort zone is an indicator of your wealth zone. And if your wealth zone isn't where you want it to be, then you need to start getting way more uncomfortable. And that typically looks like surrounding yourself with people who are playing a bigger game, people who hype you up, people who cheer you on, people who call you out on your shit in a loving way. I have a lady mafia that I'm a part of. And I'm, I mentioned to you before we started recording. Um, Mm. I'm starting this new brand in, in the new year called millionaire girls club. And I am all up or was, I should watch my language there. I was, I was all up in my head about it. Mm. Right. I had all the resistance because all I've ever known in the personal brand space is screw the nine to five Mm -hmm. and the screw attracts people typically you know, who are making under $3,000 a month and want to have their first $100,000 year, right? That's Mm -hmm. what we help course creators and coaches get their business past $100,000 a year threshold, right? But it is a whole other caliber to hold space for women who are 500K plus, a million plus. Mm -hmm. Their desires are different. Their interests are different. Their values are different. They want a certain caliber of of women to surround themselves with. And it's caused me to like really have to up my game. And so my lady mafia has been instrumental with that because (laughs) when I first brought my first offer to them, I was like, it's called MGC connect and it's going to be $97 a month. My my one friend goes, what? That sounds like the dollar store. I'd never (laughs) pay that. (laughs) But do you know how critical that feedback has been? Yeah. Huge huge. And I was like, cause, and my other friend, Kate Erickson, I'm at her house right now. And when I was explaining the vision for MGC and she's like, I don't get it. Uh, who are you going after? And I was like, cause I was like, and I'm going to have a tiny offer and evergreen funnels. Cause all I've ever known is the screw. Yes. And that's how we market in the screw is mm-hmm. evergreen funnels and tiny offers and, you know, lead ma- No, we don't do lead, ma- lead magnets, but like, you know, certain things we prioritize customer acquisition, but everything's low cost. You know, our highest ticket thing is $2,000. Um, and so she was like, I don't get it. Who are you targeting? And I was like, it's, it's an aspirational brand. (laughs) And she's like, no, it's not. Yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Absolutely not. And I came to, as I was coming here, because we're in Puerto Rico right now and we keep experiencing power outages at our home. Mm. And so I'm like, can I, because they have a generator here. Can I come shoot all my interviews here? And I (laughs) came in like so proud. I was like, guess what, Kate? I had an insight today that I am going to start making, you know, MGC is now for women over $500,000 a year. And she was like, finally. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I would have never, I would have stayed small. If yeah. I hadn't surrounded myself with women who match my future, yeah. women or people, j- not even just women, like people who match my future, people who will lovingly call me out when they see me getting in my own way. Mm. That stuff is critical. Surround yourself with people who match your future and you will go so much further, so much faster yeah. because you cut out the bullshit. Yeah. And, and be open to letting them 
push the BS button on you. Mm-hmm. Don't get defensive around it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Huge. Awesome. Number three. Number three. Look at me speeding this up. I know. <laughs> Go, Jill. Go, Jill. <laughs> this one is huge. And I think everyone could use this one. Minimizing negativity. So what I mean by this is how many times have we ever found ourselves in one of those spirals where we're thinking negative shit about ourselves or we're saying it out loud, right? Like they have a bigger team than me. They have a bigger audience than I do. They have it so easy. Their launches are so huge. They get more opportunities. They get the biggest stages. They have this, they have that. They have a bigger social media following. They have whatever, right? Mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm not smart enough. I'm not techie enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good on camera. I'm not you know, whatever it is, replace it with whatever your limiting belief is. And when we get into those modes where we just like start to spiral, have you ever done that to yourself, Janessa? Of course. Uh, Me too. Absolutely. That's called thought stacking. And it's when you get into one of these thought spirals, your brain will call up more thoughts to support that. And it starts to pick up so much momentum. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to just like switch into, I'm a money magnet. <laughs> or yeah, just right. like, <laughs> like switch into thinking positively, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, it's not about thinking positively when you're in those moments. It's about minimizing the negativity. It's about catching the negative shit you say about yourself to yourself and consciously choosing to not say it out loud. Mm-hmm. To not make it true, to not give it meaning, to not hold it as capital T truth in your life of who you are. Yeah. And when you can do that, everything starts to shift yeah. because you'll notice how often we think on default, how often mm-hmm. we just think negative shit about ourselves until yeah. you build the awareness, right? And this is so impactful or important because a, a negative thought is four to time four to seven times more impactful than a positive thought. And when you say it out loud, it's 10 times more powerful, which mm. means when you say negative shit out about yourself to out loud, um, it is 40 to 70 times more impactful than a positive statement. Right. And so this is why it's so important to not just, you know, it's not about thinking positively. That'll come naturally as you start to minimize negativity. Instead, yeah. it's about consciously catching that stuff and canceling it and correcting it to be in support of what you want to create. Because yeah. Abraham Hicks says this all the time. A belief is just a thought you keep thinking. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of that is you are the one thinking it. And the beauty of that is me is that you are in control of it. And the beauty yeah. of that is that you can change it. Yeah. But it takes, it takes awareness again, back to that whole, like kind of like full circling here. Yeah. Awareness is the first domino to any level of change. If you aren't willing to do that work to start spotting your negative thoughts, like even over, I just would love to challenge your audience, like over the next 24 hours, just consciously spot the negative things you say about yourself to yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm stupid. Oh my God. I'm such an idiot. Oh, I don't look good today. I look tired. I don't like this. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm not good on camera. I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I'm lovable. I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, techie. I'm whatever it is. Start to spot that. Write it down. If you want to be extra, like 
extra cheeky. Just extra. Write it down. <laughs> yeah, just extra. <laughs> and you will see, like, you'll be surprised at how much negative, how many negative things you say about yourself to yourself. And that will start to give you the awareness. Anytime this comes up, I'm going to start trying to catch it mm-hmm. in the moment and canceling it. And that in itself, like people in our uh, course creators bootcamp, they teach this to their kids. It's like my favorite thing that's ever happened to me. Like anytime someone says, I taught my kid this and she started catching and canceling. I'm like, oh my God, that's like such a ripple effect. You know, that's changing people's lives in such a big way. And it's such a small thing. It's a big thing Mm -hmm. and a small thing. Yeah. Every, everyone in my life, I'm always like, they'll say something. I'm like, flip it flip it. (laughs) They're probably so sick of hearing me say flip it, flip it. But even my clients now, you know, they'll, we'll be having a conversation, you know, on their coaching calls and they'll say something and I won't even have to say it anymore. She's like, okay, maybe that's not what, you know, I should be saying. I should be saying it this way. I'm like, they're getting it. They're getting it. Uh, and my, you know, my, especially my daughter, because my youngest is 11 and she says stuff all the time and she'll say it out loud. You know, she's like, Oh, I'm so dumb. I'm like, let flip it. You know? mm. So yeah, but my spiral was, um, you know, okay, I'm going to start thinking positively. And then you start thinking positively and you have that negative thought and you're like, fuck, I just screwed up the whole thing. Yeah. You know? Um, so then it was like, it became like this toxic, toxic positivity. Mm. And it was like, I have to be positive. I have to be positive. I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it right. And it's not working, it, which is just making <laughs> So you're sure. like, it's in just this judging it. Circular spiral of craziness. Uh, but, you know, what I did find is that once you accept that you're not, you know, your brain just, the way you've talked to yourself your entire life is not going to change overnight. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, look at me. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, I all of a sudden believe that I am like superwoman and you know, that I can have everything and you know, uh, whatever it is that we want, like, we're not going to believe that in five minutes, Mm -hmm. it's going to take work. And I always, I was going to say, I always know when it's working, when I get that um, that messy part in my brain, like I call it the messy middle where mm-hmm. like, I, this was my thought and I want to believe this. I know what I want to believe and I'm catching and I'm deleting and I'm replacing, but in the middle of that, you're, you're mixing up your brain paths, right? Your neuro pathways and you're changing mm-hmm. your neuro pathways and you can literally almost like feel it happening. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like this is, I feel like I'm in a mess right now because your mm-hmm. brain wants to think this way. You want to think this way and you're yeah. trying to fix it and, and things are just all mess in your head. And that's how, you know, it's working, or at least for me, that's how I know it's working. <laughs> One thing that really worked for me as well was, um, and I heard Catherine Zinkina talk about this, man, maybe like, no, definitely in 2018, because I've been doing it since 2018. I feel like it gave me like so much life because how many of us ever wake up and our first thought is stressful or anxiety ridden or something like I have to blah, 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 or, you know, it's negative. It airs on the side of negativity. Yeah. And she dropped this genius line. Like the minute you are conscious that you were awake, choose your first thought Yeah. and make it an I am statement. And for so long now, I don't always get it right. I'll 
hundred percent own that. Um, but I would say like 80% of the time I, I actually do this. Um, and mine's, I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. Yeah. I've just been saying that every, 80% of days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say every day. And I'm like, that's not true. Um, yeah. but 80% of days I've started my day with, I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. And I didn't believe it at first. Mm-hmm. I 100% with certainty believe that now. And it yeah. goes both ways, good and bad. If mm. I'm focusing on something negative, I will get what I quote unquote want because my focus is on it. And so yeah. I will magnetize it to me or on the positive side. If I want something and I have no attachment to it and I'm just like, allow it to come to me, I will get what I want. So mm-hmm. I'm the type of chick who gets everything she wants. It's always been my first thought awesome. 80% of the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm always telling, you know, audience, clients, students, whatever it is, is the thought that you're having something that you want to find? <laughs> is that what you want to go find? Because that's what you're telling your brain to do. You Ooh, know, whatever your I thought is, is your brain is going to go out and look for that now. Like, oh, she wants evidence that, that that's, this is true. So yes. we're going to go find it for her and give her what she wants because that's mm-hmm. what the universe does. It gives mm-hmm. you what you, what you want. You just got to ask it for the right things. Yes. So if you're asking and most people think for negative so. crap, then, you know, you're going to get, and most people back. think, no, I'm not asking it for negative crap. I I'm saying that I want to make millions or whatever it is. I'm saying yeah. that I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, but if their focus is actually on the not having yes. of the hundred thousand dollars, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. I want to make a hundred thousand a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God. I'm not making a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God. I'm not making a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God. I'm not making a hundred thousand dollars. That is what you're attracting because it is not the like words you're saying. It's the conscious attention to something or truthfully, probably subconscious attention. Yeah. It is the focus on the thing you say you want, but are observing the lack of it is Mm. what the energy that you're putting behind it. Yes. Yeah. Because you have attachment to it. Yeah. And it, and if you're saying, oh, I want to make a million dollars, I want to make a million dollars that, it, that re- you're really still in lack, right? Like yes. you're going, I want it. I need it. It's desperation. It's scarcity. It's like, yes. oh, that's the energy that you're putting behind it. But if you're like, I can make a million dollars or uh, a million dollars is coming to me right now, then that's a whole different energy you're putting behind it. And I think a lot of, I, I always get that. Like, well, what do we replace it with then? I mm. desire. Yeah. I desire to make a million dollars or I'm on my way to making a million dollars. I'm on the journey, which is true, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not a false statement. I am on the way Yes. or I do desire that. And so there's no hiccup there for your brain to be like, nah, yeah. not true, <laughs> false, liar. Just kidding. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. JK. <laughs> um, yeah. It is actually true. It's not an affirmation. It's a declaration. Yes. Love that. Love that. Jill, this conversation was amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. Best place is screw the nine to five.com all spelt out. No numbers or over on IG. Same thing at screw the nine to five all spelt out. No numbers. Yeah. And as always, if you're listening to this screenshot, you're listening to this episode, tag us on Instagram, Tell us your biggest aha moments. I know, Jill, you guys do this too. I think I stole it from you guys. Mm. You know, <laughs> Please. I always love seeing what resonates with people so you can create more of it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, shoot us DMs if you, you know, want to ask a question or just tell us how awesome we are or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm a talker, so watch out. <laughs> yes, yes, so am I. All right, Jill, thank you again. And everyone, you. we'll see you in the next episode.